Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, this is Helen Johannesson from Helen's Wines in Los Angeles. Helen's is a wine shop in the back of a dope restaurant called John and Vinny's. I own these businesses with my business partners, John Shook, Vinny DiTolo, pizza, pasta, wine, life. That's how we roll Helen's Wines. And this is my podcast, Wine Face, where we collect the stories of food and wine and adventure and people and all sorts of razzmatazz. But follow along on Instagram at Helen's Wines or hit up my website, helenswines.com, for more information. But this is Wine Face, and today we are talking about pairings. What's funny about this topic is this podcast was originally supposed to be called Pairings. So I'm calling this episode the OG Pairings because I'm talking about actual food and wine pairings. Originally, I was recording this podcast sort of haphazardly in my boyfriend's painting studio but he's also a musician who makes the theme music for this show shout out atm alex tony matt i was recording it in his studio with a friend from the east coast and we were the concept was like oh we're gonna pair wine with the people i love and its pairings and shit just got crazy and it didn't really work and i was like is this pod life for me is this pod life for me and then i was like yes don't let things get weird and i got confused but now i'm straight and narrow so this is an ode to the og pairings i've got to say people ask me all the time how did i get into wine how do you how did i end up where i am today and it really was food that brought me to wine and it's that linchpin moment of food and wine pairings that really solidified the deal of I was so into food ever since I was a little kid, so into restaurants, so into cooking and flavor and combinations of different flavors. And it was when I was finishing college in Madison, Wisconsin, that I worked at this super hyper local fine dining restaurant called La Toile. And it was all about food and wine pairings. And my mind sort of expanded. And I was like, wow, so you could have like dope ass wine that elevates food. And I think that's what 
food and wine pairings are about. It's not about necessarily matching flavors exactly. It's about getting a wine that cuddles under the food and lifts it up like you're in a food and wine elevator. But that's really how I got into wine. And I was so downtrodden when I started working in restaurants because I didn't understand why wouldn't every restaurant just have a dope-ass wine program where food is first and wine just is in there to complement it. And that was my mission when I started at Animal nine years ago. And you know what? People kind of hated for a long time about the wines that I was serving there. They were like, we need a big, bold Cabernet Sauvignon to go with all this meat, little lady. I mean, literally, that's what I got for the first two years working there. It was either that or can I speak to the manager? Are you the host? And I was like, I'm actually the general manager, motherfuckers. Okay, dialing it back, dialing it back. We're good. We're good. Uh, But yeah, that was my mission at Animal. I was about trying to bring in wines that spoke to the food and that's sort of when my love of small production more naturally made wines biodynamic organic wines came onto the scene because they're not trying to overpower and clot the food they're trying to support it so what are food and wine pairings and why are they important well the whole concept really hit the um, like United States in the 1980s I think it's something that definitely came over from Europe um in fancy households back in the day in Europe, dining was a regular nightly thing if you had a lot of money, and it was thoughtfully chosen wine with each dish. It was just a natural state of life. That's what people did. In America, the food and wine pairing craze, I think, didn't really kick off until about the 80s in more of a cultural norm that you would go and have a food and wine pairing. And the sole purpose of it was this concept that wine is meant to be consumed with a meal in order to elevate the dining experience. So we're trying to take it to that next level, get that purple haze of wine and food and pairing. But it's wine as a component of dining. And I think some people have a lot of anxiety about this. They're having people over for dinner. They're making tacos. They don't know what the hell to serve. I mean, there's so many different things you can serve and I'll get into it later but let's talk about some basic rules for me it's all about the weight so you're thinking about the weight of the food and the weight of the wine so if you're going from the metrum of wine to food heavy overwhelms light so a heavy wine overwhelms light food light wine underwhelms heavy food. So you're really trying to get into, and I know this is so abstract, but it's a good place to start, even though it's a little metaphysical, cosmic, what's light, what does that mean? We're going to extrapolate on that. So if you have a filet of fish, let's say, that's a light fish poached in butter with a little lemon sauce, or you're making chicken piccata, which also has a light lemony caper sauce, you probably wouldn't pick a really, really heavy red wine because you're going to lose the nuance of that flavor. Just like if you were going to make, let's say, beef bourguignon, one of my favorite winter dishes, which you braise for a long time and it's saucy and you can serve it with egg noodles or potatoes or whatever the hell you want or nothing, or you can serve it on toast. That's super yummy little fresh grated horseradish on top, YOLO. So if you did that, you probably wouldn't pair a Sauvignon Blanc. And I know these are very basics and extreme examples, but it's a good place to start because once you start thinking about the nuance of your food, then you start bringing in the nuance of wine. 
I think it's all about you make a decision when you're doing a food and wine pairing that you either complement or you're contrasting the flavors of food and wine. So something's really rich and fatty, you're going to add more acidity. Or something spicy, you're going to have a sweet wine. I don't know exactly where I would recommend people at home to start, but you start by thinking about the generalized flavors of food. So what is the richness level of this protein I'm cooking? What is the silkiness or texture of the slivers I'm slicing? (laughs) I feel like we're in a weird nursery rhyme, but it's actually the best place to start. I was thinking about my ultimate pairings for October, and I'm actually super excited because today on the podcast, I've got Bethany Kosak coming on. She is our general manager of Animal, and we are going to talk about how we've been doing the wine pairings for the Animal 10-year dinner. So we're going to get to that in a minute, but I was thinking about my ultimate pairings for October, and I got to tell you, there's this one soup that I make every year. I've given the recipe out to not that many people because it's a recipe Vinny made when this apple company, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, apples that grow on a tree, hired John and Vinny to do a lunch. And they were like, we need you to develop a recipe with these apples. And so Vinny made this soup. It has apples, uh, sweet potato, kohlrabi, onion, and carrot. And you basically cut everything into little small cubes and you put a little flavor, seasoning. I got to keep it TBD. (laughs) You might not want me to tell everyone how exactly to make it. But you sweat it down and you make it really soft and then you put it into a blender and you puree it till it's really smooth. And then you add cream and cayenne and a little salt to taste. So it's, it's got umami. It's sweet, a little spicy, creamy. That is an ultimate pairing for me moment because... I put this bowl of soup down in front of me. I usually serve it with toasted crusty bread from Justa and a like nice slab of funky cheese or maybe a manchego cheese that's slightly melted on top. And the perfect wine for this dish, I kid you not, is either a skin contact white wine from Sicily, this one that I'm super obsessed with. It's made from a grape called Griot. Alessandra Viola makes it, and it has this dreamy label, but it's it's bright but has a lot of weight. So the soup is light, but it has weight. So we're contrast. We're not necessarily contrasting the flavors. We're finding like a parallel universe for those two. My other favorite ultimate pairing is I mentioned the beef bourguignon. As soon as the temperature just hits a little bit lower, I love making that on a Sunday. It's one of my favorite things to do uh, because you can start it at 1 p.m. and it's ready at 7 p.m. and it's so cozy and delicious. And that wine, with with that dish, it, it's a Burgundian dish. So some people are like, you got to have a really dope Pinot Noir from Burgundy with it. But I actually really love to have Syrah with it. And there's a bunch of different Syrahs that I'd recommend, but que Syrah, Syrah. It has this beautiful white pepper component that really just brings out the juiciness of the meat. But I'm going to leave you with this thought about pairings. Love is the longing for the half of ourselves we have lost. And sometimes that's how I feel about food and wine pairings. When you really love this bite, an ultimate bite, it's because it's been paired with something that's so amazing and it goes beyond just the food and the wine. It's the vibe and the people and and the experience. And that's exactly what we have been doing at Animal 
for the last few months and are going to continue to do for the next two few months to celebrate the 10 years of Animal being open. So we'll be right back with Bethany Kosak from Animal to dissect pairings. Okay, we're back. This is Wine Face. This is Helen from Helen's Wines. I have a special guest in the studio, Bethany Kosak. What's up? Uh, oh, oh, she's here for the first time, but not the last. <laughs> Bethany is our general manager of Animal. Bethany, yes. how long have you worked with us? I am approaching two years. Shit, two yep. year mark. You're Fresh from Charleston two years ago and fell right into Animal's lap. <laughs> And what a cozy meat lap it is. <laughs> so cozy. What did you do in Charleston, South Carolina? So I was previously more focused on cocktails. I was working at a restaurant called McCready's. Um, Just a casual, casual little like restaurant. <laughs> no one's heard of it. No one's heard of McCready's. So Everyone's heard of it. I worked for Sean Brock, um, and I was there around two years also. Um, kind of started from the bottom and rose up the ranks. Was, started from the bottom, now you're here? Yep. <laughs> a little back waiter action. Um, and then eventually kind of weaseled my way behind the bar, learned from um, some really talented cocktail professionals, got into that world for a minute. Um, but that's kind of where I was introduced into wine. Um, so Cappy Pete was our beverage director in Charleston, and she was very focused on our program at McCready's doing tasting menus and pairings and so forth. So, um, yeah, lots of memorable people in my life back there as well. So basically you've been training for the animal 10 year dinners for about four years, four years <laughs> in the making. And four years we are. We're, we're wearing our pairing track suits four <laughs> years deep. Um, can you tell me, I mean, I kind of told people what these dinners mean, mm -hmm. but break it down. Give us the little animal PR moment. Animal PR moment. So animal is now 10 years old. Um, past June, we celebrated our 10th birthday. Yes. Um, so super impressive for any restaurant to make, you know, 10 years in a lifespan and still going strong. It's insane. Busier so, than ever. Busier than ever. Knock on wood. It's amazing. <laughs> But we, um, John and Vinny, collectively with you, decided to do a <laughs> rolling celebration. So instead of doing one party, we're doing multiple parties <laughs> across basically a six-month period. So we've invited chefs from all over the country and the world to come cook at Animal, do a collaborative tasting menu format. And we get to have some fun with wine along the way. It's been a wild ride. I got to say, it's definitely a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, shout out to Bradley Cooper, Brad Watson, <laughs> the chef de cuisine, and the whole animal team. It's been amazing. But I love this 10-year collaboration. You've been so paramount. So we're sitting, we're each looking at some of our favorite menus that we've done in the past. And then tonight is a dinner with Gabriela from Contramar in Mexico City. And we have three wines that we have decided to pair with her food. Let me just say that Bethy and I never get to taste the food before we do a pairing. <laughs> and so I would say basically... It's very conceptual. We're, we're literally just sitting down, bugging out, just imagining flavors in our mind and some people are like how do you do that and I think it really comes from practice yes the practice of like knowing what the wine tastes like and being able to imagine what 
the flavor or weight or vibe or texture. For sure. I feel like the fun thing with this pairing series also is kind of matching the personality of each chef with the personality of the wine. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's a really good point. Yeah, some people are super classic and their restaurants, you know, are very classic in approach and other people little bit more funky and like you know a little bit more interesting right. and esoteric wine like tom colicchio last week right was yes, that last week it was but last t- week. shout out tom colicchio that guy is a professional <laughs> chef okay that guy's Super a impressive. that was an amazing dinner um we approached that i feel like we were nervous about putting too much crazy funky natural wine in because craft sure. and tom is a little more og he's a little more old school but yeah. i feel like we walked a really nice line yeah i feel like it was definitely maybe some older styles of wine that seem new now with skin contact and so forth but in reality they're still kind of old styles yeah exactly it, it's tough so like when we get approached with a menu we literally like i call i'm like betani hello, hello betani we need to talk about the pairings <laughs> there's no easy way to say how we start it but usually if I'm really busy Bethany will write like here's three ideas I'm just giving people the background of how we get to where we are (laughs) we're getting better at it we're becoming pairing machines I know by the end of the six months (laughs) day of (laughs) we did this last night while I was in the uber on the way to the airport in New York and we were just like "Mm, what would be good with Gabrielle's food but I think pairing of the night for Tom's dinner for me was the sea urchin he made a sea urchin and crab pecan Keto crab ragu with potato puree, lemon, and shallot butter. It was incredible. It was insane. And we did this insanely good muscadet with it um, from Gaillet, from Domaine de Bellevue. It was that was it all was be- that was Bethany's idea. It was, she shouted <laughs> out plus two other things, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, muscadet!" It's just so satisfying too. And that was definitely one of the cleaner wines, and the dish was just so intensely flavored. But both of them have this underlying salinity, which I think is really cool to kind of weave together as well. Um, especially like the seafood and the muscadet. Oh, so good. It's what grows together goes together. <laughs> like muscadet is an area in the Loire Valley. It's near the Atlantic Ocean. And these, it was Atlantic sea urchin, yep. right? Not Pacific. Um, and the crab And well. piquito yeah. crab from the Atlantic Ocean. And it was one of those things where they were like, parallels of salinity so the muscadet was like a super dry white wine high acid but it was also using that acidity to like cut the intense richness of the dish as well because you know that uni it ain't light yeah tom calicchio's dinner people freaked out i think that was like the favorite my favorite pairing agreed for sure it was a great dinner. What about, I mean, talking about personality, then we go to someone like Carlo yes. Maracci, who, shout out to Carlo, who just opened Roberta's in Culver City. Yeah. We love you, Carlo. <laughs> um, he's super into like a hyper natural wine style. Yes. Uh, he likes wine that is not fucked with at all. Yeah. It's not restrained. It's wild and free, as wild we talked about last week. Um, this was a really good pairing as well. Yeah, for sure. You shouted out your favorite. Um, One of my highlights in the middle of the meal, we did a Petit Natural Cabernet Franc by Mm. Julian Pinot, Mm. one of our favorites. Um, So it's a Boisson d'Avril coming from Terrain. So a little bit of skin contact, a little bit of that savory Cab Franc kind of herbaceousness. Um, 
And the dish that it was paired with was yellow polenta, so it had some richness. Bubbles definitely helped kind of lift that. Mm. And then sea urchin again, so this is kind of a cool... But West Coast. Yeah, this was... (laughs) Double urchin. Totally different urchin from Santa Barbara, and then this really briny clam broth. Um, So this was kind of a cool, more of a contrasting pairing, and then something that was very palate cleansing, moving in between the early courses into the meat heavier courses later on yeah I I think that's what we're not trying we're flipping the script on pairings like some people are like only bubbles to start then you got to progress the wine I think we're also we're usually about you can put bubbles anywhere in it you can put you could go white red rosé you can go intermixing as long as the weight of the wine progresses for sure that's the big thing for me agreed um, and I also think something like this Pinot Sparkling Cab Franc is just so versatile as well. Um, I don't know. I feel like it can work with so many different things, and it's oh. so satisfying. We have it in the shop, Helen's in L.A. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. And it's also imported by Lou Dresner. If you're not in Los Angeles, you got to get to your wine shop, ask them to bring in Lou Dresner wines, and then you can get Julien Pinot sparkling cab franc but if you're in LA he has a version of this dish on his menu I don't know if it's still on there but it was two weeks ago so you could come to Helen's grab a bottle of this wine hightail it over to Roberto's you can have your own little animal 10-year pairing moment and that wine goes well with pizza and I think it's true it's like the bubbles added this lightness but because it was a pet nap made from cab franc it had this weight and like girth to it for sure oh Carlo we love you what was another Ignacio Matos from Estella in New York? Yes. That was an amazing it was meal as well. Incredible. Um, he's definitely I one of his most amazing chefs. He's just like absolutely banana. Yeah. I liked the beef tartare elderberry sunchokes. We did it again with a sparkling yes. Petion Natural from uh, Spain. It was Tempranillo and Verdejo. I thought that was dope. It was incredible. Oh, there's too many good ones. The cherry cake, the cake with the cherry yeah, was good. Cherry is definitely one of my favorite pairings to kind of sneak in there. People are so intimidated by sherry. What is sherry? So sherry is a fortified wine. Oh. Um, so it's made in this super intense method, um, but it's basically this kind of oxidized wine that is aged in barrel in um, a Solera system. So it goes through this extended aging process, and it picks up all of these salty, nutty notes Ugh. to it. Um, and it but is still really dry, still usually. Still super dry. Um, there's varying levels of sweetness, for sure. I would say like, Fino Sherry is definitely going to be on the driest side. Um, but we were pairing an Amontillado-style sherry, which has this kind of caramel richness to it but it still finishes like salty on your tongue Mm. so with dessert it's just incredible sherry people don't dig into sherry we have sherry at animal we have sherry at son of a gun pushing the sherry (laughs) i always think of my best i always think of armadillo when i think of a (laughs) montiato for some reason like that shape their armadillos are so cool they're so (laughs) weird they're like a giant potato bug just walking with a tail (laughs) um So wait, let's rewind for everybody. So last night we were on the phone. We're talking about Gabrielle. If you haven't been to Mexico City, then you should go, A. And if you haven't and you've been and you haven't been to Contramar, which is a lunch only restaurant, you gotta go. I'm yes. t- Bethany, you you haven't I've go. never been. You gotta I go. You and Dano. <laughs> I know. Bethany's fiance, Dano. Shout out Hello. to Dano. <laughs> 
you guys got to go. It's delicious. Uh, sure. you, you end up spending four hours there having Palomas and eating seafood. It sounds like heaven. It's heaven. Tonight's menu is a little unique. Yes. Because it's all um, seafood. Very light. Yes. And then pescatarian. Another thing we should mention about pairings is you want to please the people. Yes. So the food and the wine are supposed to go together, but you need the wine to be good. And when people are buying a pairing, they usually want at least one red. Yep. So with an all-seafood menu, we were mm-hmm. proposed a tiny <laughs> challenge. <laughs> but I think we did a pretty good job. Um, okay, so what's the first course? All right. So first course, we have an avocado and pico de gallo vinaigrette Ugh. dish. So this is from Vinny. This is his kind of contribution um, early on. So it's this little individually plated bowl, silky avocado, this really bright, acidic pico de gallo vinaigrette. Mm. Um, so that's served alongside Gabriella's tuna tostada that has chipotle, also avocado, and some fried leeks. Oh, just like a crispy disc of joy. So okay. Good. So we think that <laughs> this wine made by Danilo Marcucci, who's like the Don Juan de Marco. I'm going to open it right now. You just met Danilo. We did I a, did, yes. Let's open this bad so boy. So Amy Atwood hosted Danilo Marcucci at Animal for a seminar. Um, it was incredible. He's this very kind of philosophical winemaker. Um, He makes his own wines. He also consults on a handful of um, projects around Italy, but they're all very natural in approach. Um, This one is his project with Riccardo Penaforti. So um, the labeling is Piccolo Perdero Podere del Cepaiolo. It's Greek to me. It's Greek to me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so called Cepa Bianco. It's called um, the Cepa. Cepa. And it's got like a yellow pig on the label and graph paper vibes. And like the Super pig's rustic. name is Paolo. Yeah. 11.5%. What's the blend on this? So this one is a field blend. So Grucchetto, Trebbiano, San Columbana, Uva Pecora, and Malvasia. Uh, macerated for two days on the skin, so it is more of a skin contact. Light skin contact. I poured it in our glass. So this, avocado, Mm. pico de gallo, tostadas. It's got sort of like a a ripe melon smell, preserved lemons. Oh, man. Mm. So good. It just has a touch of texture to it as well. It's not a heavy skin contact white. It just has this, like, salty finish super salty so good also has this kind of like beeswax honeycomb thing to me it kind of rounds it out a little bit Mm. makes it a little heavier let's get in the hive oh man those bees are working hard you (laughs) you deserve a little seppa bianco bees yes no this wine is going to be so pretty and it's also stretching people to expand their notion of what white wine is so it's it's very like pale and yellow and cult color unfiltered I think we're going to knock it out of the park with this one. It's gorgeous. It finishes so clean. Fried leeks, too. It kind of picks up a little bit of that richness. So good. And in this scenario, I'm just going to use your water cup as a dump. Is that okay? (laughs) In this scenario, I feel like when we're doing pairings, you got to understand that, like, Bethany and I aren't seeking perfection. No, it's supposed to be fun. It's lighthearted. Yeah. There's only life. There is no perfection. Oh, who said that? Milan Kundera. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. All my quotes of the day. I got another one. I was, like, on the plane last night. I was, like, quotes in my favorite books. I actually didn't like the unbearable lightness of being. I thought it was a little sexist. But I did get this quote from The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway. This wine is too good for toast drinking. You don't want to mix emotions up with a wine like this. 
you will lose the taste. Wow. Don't get too emotional, Bethany. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wine number two. So, yeah, I mean, look, they're obviously like the two dishes, the one Vinny's doing and the one Gabriella's doing, they're totally different in some ways. So we're trying to find that common thread needle that we can stitch with both. And nothing competes with each other. They're all friendly. Everything friendly fire only. Puddle, puddle. Okay, wine number two from, oh my God, MVP. We love, here we go, let's pop it. The boss. The big boss Ross up in Mendocino, Martha Stuman. Shout out to Martha, we love you. Love you, Martha. (laughs) Hey, Martha, we love you. We're thinking about you. I dedicate this next song to Martha. Martha. She, thank God, just released some more wines because we can't keep We've them in waiting. stock. We've been waiting. And her Nero di Avola Rosé, or her Rosato, which she released in the spring, was the shit. And it was so Incredible. good. And we sold out of it so fast. We couldn't buy enough of it. So, lucky us, <laughs> she released a Negramaro Rosato, another Southern Italian grape varietal, also from Mendocino, Young Vines, Dry Farm. What's the food for course two tonight? So course two is a halibut ceviche from Contramar. Um, and mm. then prawns with roasted garlic and chili lime salt that are, they're kind of marinated in this uh, turmeric, buttery goodness. Oh, so preach. good. So they're anti-inflammatory exactly. prawns. And then they're grilled, little peel and eat style. So again, kind of on the lighter side. Um, but the prawns definitely have a bit of spice to it with the turmeric, uh, kind of progressing a little bit heavier next course. Mm, yeah. So we picked a rosé. I think these two dishes hypothetically will taste different. Their common thread is they're more a, like a weightier ceviche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bethany just made the oh my god <laughs> face at how good this wine is. Rosé is so good. I read an article that this is the fav- her favorite wine she's ever made. Yep quoted on her website and then she put that shit on her website and i was like damn if you're part of my wine club this month and you're in the s uh p level this is coming at you oh, unless man. you request only red so when you smell it it's almost like salty bursting berry fruit mm-hmm. it's dark red this wine is not sweet though it's i mean it's not so dark beautiful. red it's deeply pink almost like a coppery color mm-hmm It totally Mm. picks up like some orange fruit too, like nectarine. Oh, it drinks like a light red. This salmon is swimming upstream. Mm -hmm. So I think for both of us, we were like, okay, it can take kind of the garlic from the prawn and the richness of the prawn. It's fresh, but it has this like density, tannin, stewed fruit thing that is coming from the Negramaro. It's got weight. Yeah, it's so pretty. I think this is going to slay. Pairing of the night, top pairing. Hmm. I love you, Martha. One of my, she Incredible. might be my favorite domestic winemaker Agreed. ever. And if you come in the shop, her wines are expensive, but they're so worth it. She's a mistress. Um, <laughs> all right, the last one is wah 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 wah. So we tell, how do we end up at the wah wah? Because it's a red wine. So it is a red wine. So going back to kind of what we said with the progression, giving the people what they want. So this is a compromise. It's definitely not a heavy red wine by any means. Um, super light Loire Valley blend. Um, oh my god. The idea was to kind of pick a red that was chillable, light, savory. Something that would really complement this last dish. Definitely not overshine it. Um, so this is Gabriella's Rockfish Alataya with handmade tortillas. 
served alongside midnight black beans. Yeah, and if you've been to Contramar, it's that famous red and green fish. It has two different sauces, one red, one green on top. Yes. So it's light, but it has flavor. And we're going to chill this red. Like chillable reds are seafood's best friend. But Bethany, what what wines, what red wines are chillable? People ask me this all the time. I have an answer I think is I mean, good. but personally, I think most light-bodied red wines taste so much better with a chill. Um, but, I mean, specifically, I love chilling Loire Valley reds. Um, any, like, thin skin varietal mm-hmm. um, works really well. <laughs> Works, works really well. well. It works well. With the chill. We <laughs> love a chill. A little bit of a chill. Um, yeah, like grapes like Pinot Diani, Groyot. Exactly. We have a Cab Cunoir Franc. from Brock Cellars that chilled is so good. And wines that are a little bit savory as well. Um, I just feel like you can pick up a lot of like the herbal notes on it when it has a little bit of a chill. So what's cool for me about this wine is it's a little wild. It has mm-hmm. a lot of flavor. It has a lot of herbaceousness. It is its own thing in the glass. And I think that it's just going to come in and highlight like the fleshy sweetness of the actual fish. For sure. Without fighting any of the spice flavors and like love the black beans. Oh, love. Yeah. And the acid is just, it's so good. So this winemaker's name's Brendan Tracy. He's actually an American who is now an expat in France. How chic. So he's definitely on the more like punk rock side. <laughs> um, he makes that pretty clear. He um, was a disc jockey in Paris for a while. Um, he's kind of fuck the man attitude. Everything that he does is been to France labeling definitely doesn't care about any of the regulations going on he's just kind of blending and doing whatever he wants and the result is delicious yeah the result is wawa a wine like this though i gotta say uh if you come by it it you should drink it the same day Mm -hmm. it's not a it's not a day two kind of wine and a lot of natural wines are not good day two they develop something called puppy breath dragon breath mouse this wine doesn't have it but i could see how the flavors and the nuance and the beauty would get muted for sure but it's a time and a place you open it and you gotta drink and then you gotta drink it and that's with the chillable reds they're usually chuggable oh yeah but this is so pretty so and as you smell it and as it like sits in the glass you get even more like it's floral with Mm. fruit bursting from the cup so varietals on this grew low in coat, which is similar to Malbec, um, but it just it drinks like fruit punch. It has <laughs> this like fruit punch starburst. Fish and me. fruit punch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So since we can't serve tequila at Animal, we thought it was cool to take a stab at this menu all wine. Chuggable wine. Except for dessert, we are doing house-made horchata with maybe some Amaro mixed in, which I think will be fun. Yes. Helen's recipe. Helen, my my (laughs) secret recipe. (laughs) Ah, what a great night for pairings. Bethany, any tips you have for pairing pairings at home when Dan her her fiance, her aunt fiance is a dope ass (laughs) chef. Um, when you guys are making dinner, like what's the most recent top dinner pairing? What's your vibe? What's your approach? Oh man. So I actually took this one home most recently. So I'm going to lie. Um, one before this Wawa situation, we had this with steak and it was just so good, which was also a fun pairing. People think you need a heavy red with a fatty meat and you really don't. I think that sometimes 
a light acidic red works super well. How did you make this steak? Ooh, well, I didn't do anything. <laughs> um, I came How did you watch Dano making Grilling. <laughs> so he grilled it over charcoal, Ooh. and then he made um, like a light apoive sauce with it <gasps> and mushrooms. But the mushrooms, he did half pickled, half raw. It oh, was my so God. Good. Sounds amazing. Apoive sauce, for those who don't know, is like a pepper cream sauce, yes. essentially. It's, it was amazing. But he, he cooks very acidic. So, I mean, I would say in the restaurant world, chefs are usually doing things on the more acidic, salty, delicate side. Um, so kind of pairing high acid wines usually work best as a blanket statement. Um, at home, I would say just keeping things that are more light, fun, versatile, something like a pet nat or something with some skin con contact that can work with multiple dishes and multiple flavors and multiple versatility flavors. Yeah, yeah i kind of go for versatility plus yeah. i like to sip on it before during and after dinner oh, you know, hell know to the yeah <laughs> it's date night hey. at the cosack heinz house <laughs> um this is awesome i there are so many 10-year dinners left if you want to come and experience food and wine pairing the other cool thing about animal is if you come and eat dinner there and you are like hey i would love to like pair some wines and yeah. drink we pair sake, beer, wines, like come into Animal, order, we'll we course it, it out. So yeah, fun. We can do an impromptu pairing. Love it. Um, we love the challenge. It's the best. Final thoughts, Bethany. Bethany. I call her Bethany. <laughs> Bethany. Um, final thoughts. Don't overthink it. I mean, I think uh, with pairings, just whatever, you know, what do you, what do you want to drink? What do you want to eat? And just make sure that they are coexisting and holding hands together. Yeah, and who cares what other people think? You know, yeah. people get so concerned about whether people will like something, and I'm like, you got to jump off the cliff and just do just stuff go you for like. It. Yeah, just go Put for some it. Sherry with a pork chop. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, sherry all day. So in <laughs> summation, just go for it. AKA, just do it. AKA, just Nike, it. sponsor me. <laughs> Um, thank you for coming, My Bethany. Pleasure. First and definitely not the last time. Awesome. This is Wine Face. We've been talking about the OG pairings, food and wine pairings. For more information on Helen's, go to helenswines.com. Follow us on Instagram. You should also follow at Animal Restaurant on yes. Instagram because we post all the pairings, all the pics. Still it's a have dreamy. We've a bunch of 10-year dinners coming up. Um, our last one wraps end of december oh, so snap. a few months left <laughs> snapdragons <laughs> come join us all right super cool. fun <laughs> peace out pod world bye bye <laughs> and thus we've come to the path and the road when wine of the week must begin the gauntlet no so wrapping up i have two wines that one that i recently had after having it in sicily hunted it down um, Scuola Divino has it. It's made by Alessandra Viola. It's from Sicily. I mentioned it earlier to go with that awesome fall soup that Vinny made me and that I'm obsessed with. And you serve it with crunchy bread and cheese. Oh, I love it. Um, so Alessandra Viola, it's griot, tiny little bit of skin. You wouldn't call it an orange wine. It's just, it's salty and has weight and body and it's magical and it's pretty and it's bright. It's the perfect California or anywhere in the country fall white wine. 
The label is to die for. It's so heartbreakingly beautiful. We have it in the shop. Come in, check it out. I will definitely put up a picture of it on Instagram. And my other wine of the week is an old favorite. It comes around kind of this time every year. It's two lovers in uh, Italy, in the Tuscany area, who are making Sangiovese. It's the Sanguinetto. And I love their Rosso de Montepulciano. It is just absolutely mind-blowing. They have this beautiful set of vineyards that have only been organically farmed and they, they, they're not only making love, they're making love to their wine, I gotta say. <laughs> so Sanguinetto, if you want to get a really awesome expression of Sangiovese, it's definitely the style of wine that I would drink with maybe some ribeye that's been grilled, cheeseburgers, anything you're roasting in your oven, mushrooms, even a risotto, even spaghetti and meatballs, whatever you want. So those two, my top picks of the week, um, Um, This is Wine Face. Another amazing day talking about pairings. I loved it. Brings light to my eyes. Follow on Instagram at Helen's Wines. Visit the website, helenswines.com. Peace out, my little cubby scouts. Bye.